Well, welcome everyone to the Insightful Adventuring Podcast. I'm so thrilled and honored to have another Heather here today. Um, so I'd like to introduce Heather Sweeney. Heather, thank you so much for being here on our podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to see where we go here. <laughs> right, exactly. Very casual, very fun conversation about, because I, I know you've had a lot of adventures um, yourself. So when you hear the word insightful adventuring or those mm -hmm. words, what comes to mind and how does that work into your story? The very first thing that comes to mind, literally, it's like I close my eyes and I can just see it and feel it is me on the trails, on my own, having those beautiful moments of connection, not just with nature, which is where it all begins, but connection in my mind around ideas, processes, the light bulb moments, um, because it's just, it's just the most beautiful place being outside. Yeah. So that, that's what I think of immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing when you say connections, because there is something about when you step outside those messages that come in for you, those things you've been waiting to hear mm -hmm. or you've been asking those questions and all of a sudden it's like that light, that light bulb moment. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny again, I'm, I'm super visual. And so I'm just thinking, you know, indoors like where I am now, right. We have four walls, there's a roof, there's some decor. It's beautiful, but it's also generic. Right. <laughs> and then when you step out the door, like after a long, hard day or even a great day, you step into the space of fresh air and movement and life. And it's like, how can you not pick up on that energy and want to just soak it all in? Right. And everything's everything's unique. Mm -hmm. Right. Where you were saying generic and indoors, yes. right? You buy you buy your home, you buy the things in your home, right? Unless you go outdoors and you pick something or something. When you step outside, everything is unique and you have to use all your senses and come alive to be able to really see those little intricate differences. I think there's a lot of lessons in nature and that's really just one of them. You let, We're like hitting the surface, but being in the moment and really, you know, we talk about be present and it's in some of the work that I do, I joke with people like, I can't just tell you to be present if you have no idea how to do that, right? Like that's an actual skill that needs to be practiced and honed in on. And it becomes easier like any other new thing, but it's still challenging because there is distraction all around us. Right. So in nature, you don't, there isn't that technology there isn't all of the noise of the day or the stress of the day it just kind of melts off into the world and you're able to pick up on the beauty that is everywhere right. in those little little things yeah I love that you brought up your work so what do you do and how did you get to where you are <laughs> well I got to where I am is a very long story um, and it's really like a meandering path through the woods but I mean, ultimately, my career began in finance. I was in finance for about 13 years. I made a complete career change um, into nursing. And I actually am still a registered nurse here in New Hampshire. Um, along the way, I had my own stuff in life. <laughs> um, I have two beautiful babies. They're eight and nine now. So they're not babies anymore. But um, I went through a divorce. I 
changed careers again, because what happened was I was exposed to a coach of my own. And in those moments where we were working together, I started to make this connection where bedside nursing for me, while amazingly rewarding work, right? It just wasn't it. I kept thinking at the end of shifts, I wasn't able to give that person what they really needed. I wasn't able to go back into that room one more time. And in the interactions with my coach that I was grateful to have met, she was giving me her full presence every time we met. And I felt it and I was giving it back. And there was real stuff going on, real positive change that was happening. And that inspired me to sort of dip my toe into coaching. Um, I thought I might love this, but I don't know until I do. So I coached a handful of folks for no charge and thought, let me see how this feels. I might love it or not, right? Um, I loved it. And over the last year, year and a half, I've kind of niched into the space of what I call mental fitness. Um, mindset, yeah. shifting your perspective. And when I tell people I'm a mental fitness coach, they're like, okay, so what's that? <laughs> so I say, I help people reduce stress, overwhelm, anxiety by teaching them proactive techniques and tools that they can use every day to empower themselves and create better outcomes every day of their life, right? It's never about perfection because that's, excuse me, like a total BS, but like I've, I've been there, I will chase perfection for years. It did not do me well. Um, and I have learned like this life is about progress. And again, that comes back to the whole analogy of hiking the trail and one step at a time and just making for progress, right? You'll get to where you want to be. You'll get to where you're going, but don't miss all the beauty that's there every step of the way. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been writing little notes down next to me because there's many things that you mentioned that I want to kind of bring back in because yeah. they're so beautiful. And one of the things that came to me as you were talking was how you talked about going from finance to nursing to coaching. And, and sometimes people that, so I'm a nature-based insight coach and I sometimes get the same looks because I created <laughs> you. Um, and so sometimes people will look at changing careers or changing their idea of what brings them happiness as they failed in the past. But mm -hmm. it's interesting because I think with my journey, and it sounds like with your journey, everything that you did on your path really aligns with what you do now in different ways. Do you find that? I do. I do. But I have to say that was not my plan. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, think I had course. that that foresight at the time, it was more of me really leaning into my intuition. But first, before I even got there, it was me learning to fail. Yeah. I I mentioned the perfection thing and I, I could share many stories just growing up into college of doing what I felt first of all, others thought would be best for me and to make them happy, not even really realizing it at the time. Um, taking, again, reflecting back, really taking the easy kind of logical path and 
thinking, well, this is what life is. This is, these are the things you do. And really sadly, when I am honest with myself, if I go back in time, yes, I failed here and there, but there was never, you know, in my, that I recall in my childhood years, college years, me really stepping off a cliff and saying like, let me just see what happens because I don't know that I understood at the time that failure is a really good thing. <laughs> like nobody teaches you that, right? <laughs> um, and I've learned that now. And now I'm, let me step off the cliff. Let me play and experience and see where this takes me. Yeah. So it was only through that shift and that change in my life that, yeah, I can look back and go, it's a natural progression for sure. Everything stacks up, but like, thank you universe for showing me the way, for giving me the intuition to know who something's pulling me. I'm going to use my voice and finally do something that I think is best for me. That is where everything changed in my life. Absolutely. Hands yeah. down. I think that it's similar to kind of like my progression as well from like teaching to um, through all the different things that I've done to the coaching and that like, yeah, you don't see it. You don't see it as it's happening. Like, oh, you're just thinking I'm I'm in finance. I'm a teacher. And that's where you are in that space, not in realizing that it's part of your path to get yes. you through your what you're meant to do and be and it's such a beautiful thing. And going back to that, like failing, we had to fail step one when we were taking our first step. Uh-huh. <laughs> step, we had to fall. It's natural. <laughs> and yet, and it was celebrated when you took that first step and you fell, you were still celebrated. But then somewhere along the line, mm -hmm. we stopped celebrating the children as they're trying to learn something and fail mm -hmm. so and something it, shifts yeah yeah and and also fear steps in yeah the survival mode of the brain like thank you for that but also we need to learn and practice to strengthen that muscle to say i see you fear you're you are a real thing but i'm gonna let you float along and I'm going to do this because I also am courageous and I'm also brave. Mm -hmm. And I know I wouldn't have been led here, right? My gut is telling me I would not have been led to this point with this opportunity or this choice if there wasn't something there for me. So it's so funny. I'm going to share this real quick just to go back to something you were just talking about. But I often will, this has been on my vision board for years, and I'm always saying it to clients and to just friends of mine. The universe knows exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. And very recently, last, last Wednesday, I had a little accident with a curb while running and I sprained my ankle. And last Friday morning, every Friday, I release a guided meditation. So Friday morning comes and I'm kind of feeling crappy. <laughs> I'm like, this ankle's really got me down. Great. And I look to see what is the meditation. They're all pre-recorded and they're just scheduled. So I was like, what is the one today? Don't you know? It is called I Am Healing. And I just sat there and I thought, this you can't make this stuff up. Like Great. the universe really does know what you need yeah. when you need it way before you could even see that for yourself. And so 
I actually journaled this morning about let go of the wheel, Heather. <laughs> You're not in control. And that is scary, but also necessary at times. Like, here you go, universe. I'm giving it back to you. <laughs> and that sprained ankle might have saved you from something else. You know what? You don't know. It all happened exactly how it's meant to. So okay. we're all we're all healing. I'm good. But I just I just again, I was like, oh, amazing. You know, those yeah. little signs where you just mm, it's just so good. It's, it's really powerful when you can release to that. It's very hard in the day to day to release to that. Cause you're just like, yeah, but yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but at the same time when you can kind of just let go. So how do you help? What are like maybe some tips that you give to clients to help support like getting in those moments? So it's funny. I was just thinking when you were talking about how it is, it's really hard day to day because we're not, I'm not wired for that. I'm wired like, go, 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 do, 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 give, 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 right? right? But like anything else that's new to us, right? If you're not already practicing this concept of let me let go, right? Then let's not start with just let go. It's so easy. You just let go all day. If somebody else is in charge, right? Like start singing the frozen yeah. song, right? It's <laughs> like what everybody does. <laughs> yeah, because that's real life. <laughs> so what often what I'm saying to folks, and, and I have to remind myself of this, start small mm. and create moments, moments in the early days where you are letting go. And maybe that just looks like you. Like for me, it it looks like often me just slowing down, right? Because that's, I say not in my nature. I got to be careful with my words, right? That's something that I'm still practicing and learning. And like anything, I feel like I'll often do this, like flex that mental muscle, right? Just like if you want to build a muscle in your physical body, it takes work. It's not comfortable the day after you've just lifted for the first time in four months, right? It doesn't feel great, but the difference here is you see some change over time. So there's that motivation, the visual cue of like, oh, that muscle's building. Oh, wow, I'm losing weight or my pants are different or I'm healthier. With mental fitness, you still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. It's still going to feel uncomfortable in the beginning, but in time you will begin to realize, oh, I didn't need that reminder to slow down today. I automatically did it for myself, right? And you build from there. It's these baby steps, these one degree shifts to improve your outcome every day. Mm-hmm. Never perfection, just progress. Yeah. It's interesting because there's like so much going on in my head right now as you're talking. <laughs> it's funny because it's like being present, but at the same time, like, Oh, that's such a cool idea. Like around that, um, those tiny little steps. And I find that's where nature has really helped support my own healing in Mm -hmm. doing that of being able to get outside. Um, and honestly, like now it's like photography outside because it makes you like tune into that one little tiny spot or that big landscape. And you just are centered in that one little frame. Do you support your clients and stuff as well around getting out in nature and what are some tips you use maybe for that? Yeah. Okay. So interesting, right? So I started coaching a couple of years ago, but really again, went into the mental fitness space like a year, year and a half ago. And it's, for me, it's been about personally and professionally, but 
kind of for me selfishly aligning overall in my life, right? Not just in my personal life, but my professional life, because one goes with the other. (laughs) So I was thinking for a while, right? The thinking mind pops up. Thank you for that. And I'm like, I love to be outside when I'm hiking, when I'm on a trail, when I'm running, when I'm moving my body, even if I'm just walking, right? Slowly just walking around the neighborhood. I start to feel things move in my mind, right? I make progress in some way, however I define that. So wouldn't it be interesting to see if my clients experience this? So two things I've done. I often will offer, I'll share this in the beginning, but I have to remind folks as we go, right? Um, Walking sessions for the one-to-one clients that I have or I outdoor sessions, movement sessions. Most of my clients aren't in my area. So a lot of our meetings are Zoom. And quite honestly, we are all over Zoom all day long. So I'm like, okay, this is meant to be like low stress, making progress, noticing things, right? Having moments to connect. So we started to do some walk and talk sessions and the the clients that have done them love them. I have one client who maybe once every month, month and a half, maybe we get on Zoom. But he's always like, let's walk and talk. And there's a lot that happens. I had to wonder to myself, like, will this work for me as a coach, right? How is that going to flow? And also, how will my client feel? I'm I'm in the woods, you're in the woods, wherever we are, right? But my God, it has been amazing and aligns for me and most importantly for the clients that are using this approach. Um, The other thing is, and this was one of the things I was thinking when I had seen your work and this nature-based approach to overall health and well-being, right? Um, I am going to be offering more of this this year, but last year I tried one outdoor adventure coaching event. So again, this is me like Let me get curious. Let me do, let me experience it, see how this goes. So we did a full moon hike during the day because I'm thinking I'm not quite ready to bring people out on a mountain in the dark, right? (laughs) So we did a full moon hike of a local mountain, Mount Monadnock, which you might know from New Hampshire. Um, It ended up, I had in my head, I was like, I'm going to have 20 people. It's going to be amazing. And then, you know, the universe steps in and reality occurs. So there was five of us, which was perfect. Unbeknownst to me, the absolute perfection. Right. And we had a beautiful releasing ceremony before for the full moon to sort of celebrate that ritual, which I love. We hiked the mountain. We expectations. That's a funny thing in life, right? That'll really ruin it for you. And again, my perfectionist nature sort of reared its ugly head internally that day because I thought, well, we're all getting to the top. It's going to be perfect. It'll be great. Everything's going to go just like this, right? Well, don't you know, we've come through the most difficult, like just come through the most difficult part of this climb. I have four beginner slash intermediate-ish hikers with me. And we've come around this ledge where you have to get a hand up in a crevice and then the foot up and pull yourself up this almost flat part of the mountain. So we get around it. And it starts absolutely pouring. And I'm like, well, I know what's ahead. And it's pretty much bald face rock. 
And it's really, really slippery. And again, the intuition in me speaks up and I say to the group, ladies, I'm going to leave this choice to you. This is your adventure. This is your experience, right? Mm -hmm. We can keep going. I am aware of what lies ahead. I want to be honest that I'm not sure this is the safest environment for everybody today to push on because I don't know where this weather might go, right? This could end in five minutes, which we will know and perfect, or it may not, and it may get worse, right? So I said, how do you guys feel about this? And they all looked at me and they were like, we're so happy that we made it this far. This has been the most amazing thing. They were so proud of themselves. And thank God I listened to my intuition and didn't let my dumbass perfection step in, right? right? Because it was the perfect ending. Even though it wasn't what I was expecting or hoping or envisioning, that was it. We went down, we took our time. We had beautiful conversation. People opened up and got vulnerable about stuff that none of us knew about each other. And everybody stepped off of that trail and that experience having made some kind of progress. Yeah. So huge win. Like we want to do more of that. And because they got to make that choice too, they, they left feeling safe, heard, secure, and not hurt versus it could have turned bad really quickly. So it's very funny because I, I mentioned earlier that I live in Yosemite and we start at 4,000. I live at 4,000 feet. Right. So when I joke about got being back from back East and the highest mountain is 6,000 feet, like Mount Mananak, when I was at the top of it, it is really windy or can oh, yeah. extremely windy. And I remember being like, I've been on some of the 4,000 footers in New Hampshire. And this is more scary today on top of this mountain than on others. So it's like, you never know with weather. And so, and you gave that, you gave up control to give them a voice. Yes. And thankfully, and it's a powerful, how much of that intuition comes in, especially when you're outdoors and you're moving and you're, so I want to talk just briefly, because I don't want to keep the listeners and your, you too long, because I want to be cognizant of time, but Mount Kilimanjaro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I could talk about that all day. How how did that, how did that align with some of your own healing and some of your own spirituality? Um, That was the most spiritual experience I've ever had ever in my life. I'm 43. I've had some pretty amazing experiences, but this was it. Um, This came about coming back to intuition, right? It's like, oh, right. In 2019, my son brought a book home from the library. It was about the seven summits. And we're flipping through this book before bed, him and my daughter and I, and I see a page about Kilimanjaro. And just something in my head was like, ding. And I just remember thinking, hmm, I've seen something about this. And that was it. So thank God I listened to that because it's so easy in life to have those moments and then keep going, right? Just move on to the next thing. I put the kids to bed, went back to my computer. And what do you know? I find in my history that at some point months before, I'm not even sure how long before I had visited Leukemia Lymphoma Society's Climb to Cure page. And I, one of the adventures is Summit Mount Kilimanjaro. So 
I sat at the computer. Like it happened very quickly, at least in my memory. I'm looking at it. I literally just sat back. I closed my eyes. I could see myself so clearly on the summit of that mountain. I could feel it. It was like, this is a hell yes. Like there is no other answer to this. And open my eyes, emailed the contact at LLS. I said, I'd love to climb with you next October. Let me know what I have to do. So my girlfriend, like a week later, she's like, I said, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to climb this mountain, Kilimanjaro. And she's like, oh my God, it's amazing. Where is it? And I looked at her and I was like, I said, it's in Africa. I don't know where. I didn't even know. Where. Like, that's how zoned in I was in the moment. Yeah. And it was just an experience. It went on. I didn't summit until February 21st of 2021. So a year and a half or so later from making that commitment because COVID happened. So this trip right. was pushed and bounced multiple times out of my control. Yes. And on one occasion, oh, good practice for you. <laughs> and on one occasion, I made the choice because uh, there was an interesting scenario where, again, intuition really poked in. And I said, no way. I'm I'm going to go and I'm going in February. Yes. So I went over there. I had, I prepared a lot going into it mentally. Um, I was already in the game of mindset, right? But I really just had this strong, strong feeling that I needed my mindset to be in the right place. Physically, I trusted my body. Um, and so I just, I did a lot of visualization work. I did a lot of energy healing work with different practitioners. And one of the practitioners said to me, this feels like you going on like the journey of your lifetime. There, like there's some reason, there's some connection between you and this mountain, right? And I'm thinking, I, I agree with you, but I have no idea why. Right? I just, I feel it. I can't explain it. And I ended up taking with me, this is sort of left, but I took some sand from York Beach, Maine, because it's my favorite place. Yeah. And I ended up every morning before we would go hike, there was a ritual where I would get down on my knees, get my hands in the earth or the snow, depending where we were. I would sprinkle some of my own sand from York, Maine. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I would have this conversation with the universe to just say over and over, I am safe. I'm loved. I'm guided. Thank you. And that was it. And we would start hiking and every step of the way, there would be a rock that looked like a heart. There would be a heart in the snow. I mean, I mean, there were one day I was like, I'm at 140 guys. I'm going to stop counting. Like the whole crew was like, how many did you see today? So I really felt I felt guided and just pulled up that mountain and it changed me forever. I mean, I, I did not come back the same person. I had a difficult time transitioning back home, actually. Um, I kind of had this attitude of like, oh, your kitchen's not big enough. Oh, your third bathroom's broken. Like, please, I can't do this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It just, I think it just made me appreciate 
all of the blessings we really do have and truly what matters in life, mm-hmm. which is not the material fit. Right. It, it is the connection, right? It is the community. It is the love that we share. It is nature. It is so much more yeah. than the four walls and the roof. Right. So yeah, it, I could go on and on, but it, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I can relate in some way, just being out here. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> well, it's funny because I had this idea that I remember being in New Hampshire in my home with all my stuff and I was selling it. I was selling, getting rid of everything I owned. And I remember thinking, I just want to be somewhere where I can step outside and have a, a trail right there in the woods thinking I would mm-hmm. own like a house, but I'd have to have so much acreage to be able to even hike. And here I am, I could step outside my dorm and there's a waterfall within 10 minutes. And yet the opposite is I have to drive at least an hour and 15 to two hours to get to a proper town. Mm-hmm. When I went the other week, last week I went there and I drove into town and I was just like, it is so busy and materialistic mm-hmm. and so much stuff. I mean, I enjoyed being there because I could get all that fresh produce and I had all these errands I needed to get done. And I was like, oh, there's an REI. Oh, there's a guy. Yes. Right. Like I could get those things that I needed, but I could not wait to get back to where I felt like I was home again. Mm-hmm. It's like stripping down everything yeah. and just being. Just letting yourself take in the good energy, right? Like that Freudian energy of nature, which gets really mutated in like the local Target and the mall and the Gucci store. I like stuff. I like nice things, but I am also the first person. If you ask my boyfriend, he's like, where's my whatever's on the counter? I'm like, oh, I threw that out. I'm like, we weren't using it and we definitely don't need it. So yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. So Heather, I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I want to <laughs> like keep this like short for the listeners. So I would love to be able to like have another conversation at some point if you are willing to, because I think um, one thing I know the guests, the listeners like is when return guests come on. So yeah. I know we have so much more to talk to talk about. We just like, we're like at the tip. <laughs> yeah. But for now, where can the listeners find you? Um, so they can find me. I would, I'm going to direct people to YouTube because I have started this series of guided meditations one every Friday. Um, there's also mindset Monday where I share really quick tips around strengthening mental fitness and they're all story-based. So YouTube um, at the Heather Sweeney, Instagram, same handle at the Heather Sweeney. And we'll put those in the show notes. So if you're listening and you want, and you're ready to go and find her, um, definitely go to the show notes and we'll, I'll put an actual link in there so you can get right to um, it'll be hyperlinked so you can get right to her. Heather, thank you so much for being on the insightful adventuring podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm sure we'll talk again. (laughs) For sure. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye.